great future. We're talking real money. Thank you for joining me on Talking Real Money. Hi, I'm Tom Cock, and I want to talk about emerging markets. Yeah, China, Korea, Taiwan, India, Thailand, Malaysia, Russia, Colombia, etc. These countries that, well, they got some things in place that makes them a developed economy, developed country, but not everything. They're still working on it, still trying to make sure everything's in place so they can be a developed country, right? And we can get into a lot of arguments about China and Russia, and they're very large, but the people that make such determinations have decided that they're not quite a developed country as yet. So emerging markets, emerging markets are having a remarkable run during the past month. And that has convinced many of you to rush money into emerging markets. The EMQQ, Emerging Markets Internet and E-Commerce ETF, is up a ton. People have piled a lot of money into it. The guy who runs it says, well, the risk side of the market is the reason they're in it. And the global economy recovers in 2021. Emerging markets could bounce back higher. He added, the thing that emerging in emerging markets is people. They want stuff and they want to move up. Hmm, interesting. Medley Global Advisors predicts a fresh boost for risk assets. BlackRock says developing nation assets look more appealing in this low-rate world. They could also benefit from a more moderate leader in the White House. The numbers are pretty exciting if you're holding emerging markets. The Avantis exchange-traded fund up 5.8% in the last month. By the way, that's the best-performing asset class even though small and uh, small value have done far better than the S&P 500, suggesting maybe we're turning to some of those asset classes that have not produced as well over the last decade. Emerging markets also has had periods of vast outperformance, 2000 through 2009, when the S&P 500 was actually underwater. It made 10% per year. Wow, what a big difference that is, right? I mean, that's a huge deal. And again, emerging markets are countries that are still developing, still trying to work things out, even though in China, for example, 2,000 companies there. You work your way to the other end of the scale. Colombia, uh, Columbia, the, the, the holdings for the dimensional funds, uh, emerging markets fund only holds 15 companies in Colombia, totaling about 36 billion tiny dollars in uh, in equity exposure very 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 small and remember in total when you look at the globe about 10 percent of the globe is made up of emerging markets they have tended not to go up and down at the same time as other markets so should you be rushing your money down to something that's gone up rapidly lately well of course not that is never the reason to buy. You should never be a returns chaser because we know history is littered with people that decided to do things like get into technology in 2000, right? Or energy at the wrong time. People have a tendency to believe what's happened lately is going to continue to happen. Recency bias gets people in a lot of trouble. But in our portfolios and the ones we recommend for you, we do think you should be exposed to emerging markets. About 10% of your equity portfolio should be made up of those countries I just mentioned earlier, including China and Taiwan, India, et cetera, et cetera. 
again, that's the the reason that you want to hold that much is that's about the percentage of the global equity they make up. Number two, I think you should own developing countries because they kind of represent the future, right? Developed countries, sure, they have growth potential. The United States has been tremendous for a very long period of time. Remember, at one time, the United States was a developing and emerging market. Its bonds sometimes paid. Its stocks were made up of things like railroads that there was a lot of fraud. But you should be in there because that's where the super potential, not in a huge way, but to some extent. And by the way, in terms of emerging markets returns, that's another reason to think about them. They have added return in the past, not all the time. In the last 20 years, they're up about 6.2%, very similar to the S&P 500. They are a, an asset class that does not correlate exactly with other developing countries and with the United States. Yes, emerging markets should be in your portfolio. No, not because they've had a huge run-up of late. And by the way, you want to know how to build a portfolio for all times? Yeah, not everything goes up and down at the same time, but a portfolio that we can show you going back over the last 50 years has done pretty well in good times and in bad times. We're happy to evaluate your portfolio, make sure you're on the right track. Simply contact us and we will be glad to help you with all of those things. And as always, thank you for listening to Talking Real Money. I'm Tom Cobb. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?